0: Welcome to the Salvatrice Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Today, Friday, February 21st, we have a pretty massive nine-game NBA slate after the return with a six-game slate where, I mean, I, I don't know, everybody ends up going off last night. Trey Young, 70-plus, beat up there, damn a bio up there, right? It's high scoring affair hopefully you survived hopefully you did not play the Shaq Harrison chalky Shaq Harrison especially after he was listed as not starting not great now we get you 18 points but I mean what's the upside there um welcome back again if you are new here my name is Salvetri. I cover daily fantasy sports in a variety of different areas what we do here on this this podcast every single day is we go over injury news that you need to know it's early in the day I have everything projected I go over some of the plays around 20 or so that are standing out to me We go over Vegas odds, pace, things like that pretty briefly. Um, But thank you for being here. I do have Patreon exclusive content over there. XFL stuff, uh, my tiers and rankings for week three already released. Uh, Projections for NBA will be up later today as well as player pools, minutes, projections, all that stuff. If you are interested, it's linked down below. I'll link it up later on above in this video. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button. You listen on the audio version, take two seconds, hit the subscribe button at the end of it right now, whatever it might be. If you're, if you're watching the YouTube version, that just red button right in the bottom right corner of my screen, whether you're on your phone, your laptop, uh, your TV, uh, your computer, whatever it might be, um, it, it's, if you just hit it, it's totally free. Helps me out a ton trying to get to two or 20,000 subscribers. Um, and it's a pretty big milestone of mine. We're about 700 away. So any extra help would be great. Tell your mother, your brother, your friend, your sister, you know, all that. So, uh, thank you. I do appreciate that. And with that being said, uh, after all those subscriptions have been done, let's uh, let's get into this slate. So we'll start with injury news, team by team. And there's some big studs out for this slate. Second game back, you still have some teams that haven't played yet, of course, when only 12 played yesterday. And Kemba's not going to play today for Boston. Uh, he's out with a knee injury. Now, I have up all the rates right now for what you get when Kemba's out of this lineup. You get Jason Tatum, 32.4% usage rate. You get Jalen Brown bumping up to a 27% usage rate. And Gordon Hayward with a 23% usage rate. And then those are, those are the main ones that you're going to see. Marcus Smart doesn't pick up a ton of usage. He ends up still being like a 20% usage guy, but his big uptick is going to be from playing uh, mid to high 20s in minutes to now mid uh, 30s in minutes, maybe 33, 34. When you look at fantasy point per minute production, the minute production for Gordon Hayward goes up by about uh, from 1 to 1.09. Jason Tatum goes from about a 1.15 guy to a 1.30 guy, and these are samples for Tatum of 700-plus minutes. Uh, Jalen Brown goes up slightly to 1.05, and same thing can be said for Marcus Smart, who instead of being um, a a .85, .9 fantasy point per minute producer, he averages... In a good amount of minutes, 564 this year, 1.05 fantasy points per minute. So all of the big four for this team stand out. I think the one that's the most appropriately priced is Hayward, so he doesn't stand out as much, but Jason Tatum stands out a ton. Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart stand out a good amount, probably in that order that I just said it. So, lots of impact with no Kemba in. For Cleveland, Alfonso McKenzie, uh, the flat minimum out with foot injury, no major impact there. Will Barton is going to be questionable for Denver today with a knee. He's a favorable price win of 5,300. So, if he was a full go, I would like it. You have Michael Porter Jr. off the injury report. Will Barton's out. Michael Porter Jr. is probably going to have to slide into 30 plus minutes unless he's on some sort of minutes limit. In Indiana, TJ Warren is questionable with a back. Keep an eye on that. That will open up extra min run, uh, run in minutes for guys like Doug McDermott, Justin Holiday, Aaron Holiday, and so forth in the rotation. In Minnesota, we have another big injury news, and it's really undisclosed at this point how long Carl Anthony Towns will be out. But when Carl Anthony Towns is out, it's really hard to kind of um, see what this team looks like since they just had so many trades. There's not a lot of stable minutes. Um, you have less than a 100 minutes of play for a lot of these guys. You have Culliver with 15 or 700 minutes of play without any. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns on the court and he averages his average on the year 0.85 but that's not impacting or taking into account um, the fact that you now have D'Angelo Russell in the mix. D'Angelo Russell if you want to look at his point per minute production with Carl Anthony Towns off the court you really can it's 41 minutes it's a 1.3 fantasy point per minute producer 1.38 but it's 40 minutes of play. Now I'm going to project Russell for around a 1.3 guy today and he'll look okay and he's priced up to the mid to high 8k range so he'll look fine there. Um, but it's really hard, which you pretty much know from the last time Townsman's was James Johnson started at the five. There's no more gorgy dang on this team. Um, James Johnson started at the five Nazareed picked up run as well. They were both cheap enough in the 3k range to matter. Now James Johnson's priced up to 4,600. I still have some interest in Johnson at this point. Um, again, still no Covington on this team. So I think the biggest thing that this helps is just the overall production of guys like Malik Beasley, um, Hancho Hernan Gomez and and D'Angelo Russell, then the fill-in centers are also appealing. But a big miss here um, for just no Carl Anthony Towns in this team. For New York, they're going to have Alfred Payton and Wayne Ellington questionable today. Keep an eye on that. The Alfred Payton news, they still have so many guards there with Neil Akeen, Dennis Smith, RJ Barrett's healthy now, so I'm not really sure if I care all that much, even if he's out. Uh, D.J. Augustine is questionable both the knee, so might actually return. And at the $4,000 price point, I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of minutes limit. But if they said he's just going to go play 26 to 28 today and he's fully fine after this knee injury of taking about two months of his time away, um, it, it's a pretty appealing spot. Now, Michael Carter-Williams' minutes have been coming up, so maybe it's not as great right off the bat. Probably a wait-and-see type of thing. Uh, Damian Lillard is going to be out with a finger. He's going to miss a few games now, maybe even a lot more than a few games. If you look this season with Damian Lillard off the court, you have a lot of a sam- you have a lot of sample size. 570 minutes for Anthony Simons with Damian Lillard off the court, he's a 0.89 fantasy point per minute producer. CJ McCollum in 500 minutes is a 1.21. So he's the biggest boost on this team producer. Carmelo Anthony, 340 minutes becomes a 1 point fantasy point per minute producer. That's fantastic for the price point that you find him at. Hassan White said in about 100 minutes they usually play all their minutes together. He's about a 1.2 guy still. You would imagine some sort of production uptick there. No more Kent Bazemar on this team. Mario Hazonia we're about to get to is out so uh, still obviously no rodney hood or skull um so the 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 secondary unit is really just gary trent and Anthony simons who should pick up the most run gary trent still averages around 0.7 fantasy points per minute so the biggest benefactories are in this order in my opinion CJ McCollum, um, Carmelo Anthony, and Anthony Simons. When you're talking about overall points upside, Simons is 3,500, though, so it looks like it's going to be one of those. Anthony Simons becomes the chalk day, and then later on in the day, we start saying how we should pivot off of him because 35% of the field is going to own him, something like that, right? Um, But no, with with no Damian Lillard, it it really makes CJ McCollum, um, Carmelo, and and Anthony Simons strong options. For Toronto, Norm Powell and Marcus Saul are going to be out today, and Patrick. Uh, McCaw is going to be doubtful um, no major news there oj ananobi should continue to see good run serge baka should continue to see 30 plus minutes at the center position mike conley is out for rest the day after the all-star break two days after the all-star break it's had about 10 days of rest at this point almost so pretty interesting there um that's obviously going to impact emmanuel Mudiay's minutes donovan mitchell if you're a believer that he sees a boost with no mike conley he doesn't all that much joe Ingles will definitely see more point guard usage so uh, that'll change that thomas bryant Um, And then Jan Mahimney are both questionable. Both the centers for Washington today are questionable. So uh, definitely keep a close eye on that. It will make Mo Wagner a fantastic option if one or two of them, more so two of them, were to miss mainly Thomas Bryant. I will quickly stop on the right now target offense sheet here. Um, So stopping on the target offense sheet, just quickly checking that. Um, You can take a screenshot of this if you'd like. Since there's nine games, I'm not going to really spend much time here. A lot of games with higher totals. Highest totals on the slate seem to come later in the day. Um, You have a 237 game total between New Orleans and Portland. Very appealing spot, especially when there's no Damian Lillard. You have New Orleans as four-point favorites, a 237 total. New Orleans, 120.5 team implied total. Currently the second highest on the slate, just behind the Lakers by about a point. And then you have Portland with a 116.5 with no Damian Lillard. So Portland and New Orleans, I imagine it's going to be a chalky game. There's a lot of players on New Orleans that are interesting and underpriced. And we just talk about all the guys on Portland. It seems as if DraftKings just didn't change the pricing on Portland, even though Damian Lillard, their highest usage and point-per-minute producer, is not on the team today. Just nothing changed for any of those guys. If anything, the price points went down on guys like Mello and CJ McCollum. So. That's definitely a game that I'm going to be uh, looking to target without a doubt. Uh, The late night hammer, um, 1030, both of those games. uh, Well, that's the the Portland game is one of them. And then the L.A. game, the Lakers is the second one against Memphis. Memphis playing on a back to back. Lakers, 11 point favorites, 232.5. Game total, 121.75 team implied. Highest team total, highest or second highest. Game total, it's going to be a track meet between these teams. Memphis, over the last 10 games for them, going into last night, was the number one defensive team in the league and the dead last team on offense. So very odd mixture that you're getting there, usually you would imagine, then lowers some of the totals that they're in. They get a 110.75 team implied total here. Um, John Morant still looks like he's at a fine price point, doesn't really move the needle too much for me. In this matchup for Joe Val, it's not the greatest, and his price point kind of indicates, even if he was on a back-to-back to play, 28 minutes, which I highly doubt, maybe 26, 27 here. It doesn't make him that appealing. So Morant stands out. The rest of it's just sort of filler value that I, I really don't care about getting to. I'd say like the most appealing piece here is, is D'Anthony Melton. He grades out his nice value. If you get 22 minutes out of a guy with over point per minute production, it's nice. The Lakers are just tough against some wings though, but he plays more as a guard. For the Lakers, They this whole slate is just disgustingly priced with LeBron at ten five and Davis below 10K. Obviously, I have interest in both of them. Rondo, I'm not going to be chasing his 22-minute games when he plays those. I'm just going to project him at 18 and really not get much to any of him. Kyle Kuzma, if you really want some value from there, he does grade out pretty good. But for me, it's Lonzo and, and um, Davis. I would prefer Lonzo. Uh, for me, it's LeBron and Davis. I would prefer Davis uh, to LeBron slightly, but they're both in play. Uh, the other thing I'll point out is that Luka Doncic is below $11,000 and he's had a whole week off. He played the game before the all-star break. He should play 33 to 34 minutes and he's below $1,100. I get it. He's facing Orlando, pretty decent defense. But um, for him, I take out the defensive metric really and just wait it neutral because he's so good. And he contributes in so many ways. They're four point under, or they four point favorites with a one eleven point seven five team implied total. I'm failing to see why he is. Look, I, I know it's such a slow paced game. You have literally like the two slowest teams in the league. Um, Indy would would be one of the slower ones. Ones the Pacers, OKC, um, or actually Denver on the opposite side of that one. So you have two of the slower paced teams um, that are going to match up today. So you get a slower projected pace, but it shouldn't be anything that makes Luca. $2,000 less than he should be, $2,500 less. So yes, yeah, so Luke at the top when he's less than $11,000 is, is clearly just an absolute slam dunk dynamite play. So when we get to the early interest, you'll see that Luke at the top is, is clearly a, a slam dunk um without a doubt uh, dynamite play at this point i mean i can literally pull it up if you want to know he is number 1 number 1 in usage on his team similar um a 41.3% usage rate he is number 1 in assist percentage on his team not only his team but in the league he's in the top 1 percentile at 45.6% so he's literally uh, contributing in assist wise if you take out garbage time almost half the time and he has the ball in his hands over 40% of the time his rebounding rate for a point guard is one of the more elite ones you'll ever see. Um, if you want to con- consider him a point guard, 22.8 percent rebounding rate. That is better than Bam Adebayo. That is better than Joel Embiid. That is that is insane that his rebounding rate is that high. Um, he's he's fine and when it comes to um, picking up steals, things like that. We obviously know Luka Doncic is fantastic. Just wanted to put those stats out there just to show you just how good he is lebron james anthony davis so um these are i mean lebron is like right next to luca in a lot of categories 36 percent usage 47.9 percent assist percentage both of them are the two guys that are kind of head and shoulders above the rest in assist percentage his rebounding rate at 18.1 is fantastic for a point guard slash small forward um he just never gets in foul trouble 1.6 percent foul trouble is one of the lowest in the league for one of the most physical players in the league you can say ah, oh, the refs love lebron and they probably do at this point um but it's a situation where Uh, LeBron just doesn't get in foul trouble I don't care if it's because of entertainment purposes so they they don't take him off the court for ratings or if it's literally because he plays that well I think it's because he plays that well and it's hard to ignore that now I would much prefer Luka Dontage projection wise but why not get to both in some lineups Anthony Davis if you want to look at Anthony Davis's numbers he's a guy who gets a 20% rebounding rate very strong when it comes to blocks 3.5% is top 10 in the league top 10 for assistance assisting centers you get a guy with a 27% usage rate as a power forward slash center and a 15% assist percentage yeah obviously he's great Um, I would rank these Guys, as their price, Luca, or actually, I would rank these guys Luca, Davis, and LeBron. Um, I have Davis and LeBron both in for 34 minutes. I have Luca currently in for 34 minutes as well. This next tier down, you get Rudy Gobert um should play around 35 minutes have him at that today usage rate's not great but you get the rebounding rate from him you just get him on the court a ton i uh, know mike conley if that does anything for you um, Pick and roll offense Michael down a little bit but gobert is not one of the more flashy players but he's just priced 700 less than he should be i would prefer zion williamson who's below him in some of these guards in the eight is the upper 7k range but zion man zion is is extremely fun to just watch on the court um, extremely physical this is a guy who comes in and just immediately takes over the reins of this team. 28% usage rate now leads the team over Brandon Ingram, I believe, or if not, it's very close. Assist percentage for a player of his stature is is very good, around 12%. And then you're getting the rebounding upside, 13.5% offensive rebounding rate. You're getting a guy who doesn't get in foul trouble. It's insane, similar to LeBron. of the time he gets into foul trouble or picks up fouls. That just means he's never in foul trouble at that point. He's never picking up enough fouls in a short period of time for it to actually matter. So Zion in this 8K range stands out out of these two players between him and Gobert for me. Now, the 7K range, this upper range is is, his two really strong options. You get Devin Booker against Toronto, 7,900, and you get Jason Tatum, 7,800 versus Minnesota. Matchup against Minnesota is fantastic for Tatum already. Now, there's no Kemba, 1.3 fantasy point per minute guy at 34 to 35 to 36 minutes. He has $7,800 Tatum. He's going to be one of the highest players in the slate, more more than likely. If I'm noticing this, I hope other content creators are. Um, He is going to be one of the best plays in the slate, and I don't think it's really something that you have to pivot away from because he is set up to really succeed here. Now, Devin Booker is a 30% usage guy, 28% assist guy, um, somebody who picks up steals as well. He should be on the court in a close game between Toronto for 36 minutes to 38 minutes. Uh, It's really hard to see him playing less than 34 at 7,900 for his point per minute production this year. I'll take that. Kyle Lowry on the opposite side of that Phoenix Toronto game. He stands out. Now, he's not playing his huge 40, 38 minute games, but even if I put him at 35 minutes, he looks good today. Again, I would rather have Tatum and Booker, so I don't know how much I actually end up getting to. Gordon Hayward is a guy who averages 1.09 fantasy points per minute when there is no Kemba Walker on the court. And that's good. Like 7K is still too cheap for that. He should be 7,500 today. So he's definitely in play. Minnesota matchup against Hancho Hernan Gomez and James Johnson and Naj should not give him any issues. So he's one of the four main guys from Boston today that I have interest in. I might have the least interest in him when he's at 7K flat. But with that being said, he probably has maybe the highest ceiling of these four guys. Tatum probably has the highest consistency, but if you're talking about who out of these guys do I think can score 55 plus more frequently today, it's, it's probably Gordon Hayward if he's getting a shot falling. Lonzo Ball at 6,900. So Lonzo's another guy who, look, his price point's dropping a little bit, but he's still playing huge minutes. Have him at 34 today. Yes, Zion is there and, and taking on a lot of the overall usage, but you're still getting on the season uh, lines not being a huge usage guy. He'll he'll see around 20% usage. His big thing is assists. He'll average around 30% assists. He'll pick up rebounds as a guard. He's one of the more elite rebounding guards in the league. I mean, we talk about Luka. Luka, you really can't put anything on his... Um, on his level but when you talk about Lonzo Ball you're getting him rebounding at 14.7 at percent as a guard that is as elite that is in the top five percentile in the league nowhere near Lucas almost half of it but it's a different type of player Donovan Mitchell 6900 no Mike Conley Donovan Mitchell should play 34 to 35 minutes here whenever he's in the 6k range he just uh, looks a little bit more appealing San Antonio not the same defense as it once was and, and playing really fast this year Brandon Ingram is, is the crazy one here so Brandon Ingram is at $6,800, 1200 less uh, than Zion Williamson at this point. And to me, it, it doesn't make much sense. You have them at equal uh, usage percentages. So we talked about it earlier, Brandon Ingram's at around 28.8, Zion's at around 28 flat. Um, so Ingram's still having usage. Now it's going to continue to come down as Zion's goes up. But we're starting to see it st- stabilize at this point. Ingram picks up a 20% assist rate. Ingram is a player who's active all over the court. He has triple-double upside with all this other talent on the team. It's very hard for him to get there, but he is also... A 14% rebounding player, um, a player who does pick up blocks as well. So at 6,800, right now, early in the morning, Brandon Ingram grad, grades out as one of my best point-per-dollar values. Not straight-up points-wise, but um, if you're telling me that I think, I'm, the way that I'm projecting Brandon Ingram, he should be like 75, dollars $7,700. CJ McCollum, it It's very similar to Jason Tatum. Don't overthink it. He is priced as if Damian Lillard's in the lineup. Damian Lillard is not in the lineup. That means that his 36 minutes of play, instead of being a one-point fantasy point-per-minute producer, he's going to be like a 1.2 to 1.25 guy. Don't overthink it. Serge Ibaka, 6,500. Going to play 30 to 32 minutes at center. Going to be around a 1.15 fantasy point-per-minute producer. Not as great of a play as McCollum, in my opinion, but for a center in this matchup um, against Phoenix, it's going to be very strong. Danilo Gallinari, 6,200. Just your consistent... 32 minutes, one fantasy point per minute producer. grades out for like 31 fantasy points and just looks okay, but nothing that I really care too much about. Um, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, both around 1.05 to 1.1 fantasy point per minute producers. I think they both play around 33 to 34 minutes a day against Minnesota, who their most difficult opponent is going to be a trigger-happy D'Angelo Russell and trigger-happy Malik Beasley. I don't think they have much to worry about here or rookie Jared Culver. So I, I think that both Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown are, are strong options today to see that much run and to really, at those price points, pay them off. Malik Beasley, 5,400. Have him in at 32 minutes. Have him in as a one-point fantasy point-per-minute producer. Actually, I think I put him at 0.95. Matchup against Boston, he looks fine. Carmelo Anthony should be $1,700 more expensive, maybe. Maybe that's, that's a stretch. Maybe 1200 right? $6,500. He's 5,300. He averages a point-per-minute when there's no... Um, when there's no Lillard on the court, it's probably one of the best matchups that he could personally find to stay on the court longer, have him at 33 minutes today, have him as one of the better point-per-dollar values. Derek Favors is okay. No strong stance there. Juancho Hernan Gomez in a short time with no talents on the court in like two games of this team, seeing like 0.85 fantasy points per minute. I think there is an upside there for him. Same thing for James Johnson who should fill in directly for Towns started the last time that Towns was out. The Anthony Melton, I talked about him. You're getting a guy with 20 plus percent usage rate uh, for just $4,000, same price when he was last night. If you get him for 22 plus minutes, he offers some value. And his canter, if you get him for 18 to 20 to 22 minutes, any of those ranges at 3,700 puts him in play against this Minnesota team. That's going to just be lacking a big today. Also allows him to just go out on the court more than he usually would when you don't need somebody defensively like Tice, who's a little bit better than him, definitely a lot better, um, to try and guard a guy like Towns when it's just going to be James Johnson, and Audrey. And then Anthony Simons is about a 0.89 fantasy point per minute producer with no Lillard on the court this year in a huge sample of minutes. If you put him at that today in a strong match against New Orleans for 25 minutes instead of 28 to 32, he looks very strong. I literally have him in for 26 right now, and he grades out as a very strong point per minute play and a guy that's hard to ignore. 26 is a very low number when there's no Mario Hazonia, when there's no Damian Lillard, right? Um, when there's no Rodney Hood still, like there's a great chance that he can play 30 to 32 and that number gets even higher value wise. So that's where I'm at right now on this nine game Friday slate. Please, before you leave, if you're on the audio version, just take two seconds, hit the subscribe button. If you're on Spotify, follow, um, and subscribe on a lot of those like Stitcher and Apple. So it helps me out a lot. And if you have just a couple extra seconds, say something that you like about the show five star review. That also helps. Uh, The reviews help to just kind of grow the audience, make it seem legitimate. And then the, the subscribing, all of that helps actually boost it up the rankings. Today we came in at number 14 on the rankings for fantasy sports. So hey, I'll take it. Independent content creator, we love that. If you're watching on the YouTube version, the best way, best way, best way to support possible is to hit that subscribe button. Um, and also by watching all the way through this far. So let me know if you did. So I can personally thank you. Like I usually do. Uh, so thank you so much for tuning in. Check out drafters.com, promo code sal 100 SAL100. It's online snake drafts. Get you 100 percent deposit match up to That is drafters.com. They're linked up above um, the picture for them. Thank you so much for tuning in. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.